Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Elizabeth Brown about her Wishes Catered event experience at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would love to hear about the details of her day because it was beautiful and it fell within the catered event guidelines, which is a kind of discount on wishes. So I wanted to talk about that and what the differences are and how Elizabeth chose that versus escape or full wishes. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. First, for listeners who aren't familiar with the catered event experience, Disney last year introduced a set of discounts on the Wishes collection that allow you to save money if you have your Wishes event on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and you have a three-hour reception instead of a four-hour or a five-hour reception. But it's a great way to save money if you're having a smaller event or a shorter event, like we did a brunch and so we didn't need a five-hour event. And it can get you all of the advantages of having a Wishes event without the high cost. So, Elizabeth, tell me a bit about how you guys decided to do the Wishes catered event experience. At first, we started looking at the escape option, but we always battled between who we're going to invite, who we're not going to invite, um, whose feelings we're going to hurt, and who's going to be happy they can come. So when we were offered the option for the many wishes, it gave us the opportunity to pretty much invite everybody, but not go into our pocket the same way it would have had we done a regular wishes ceremony. Okay, that's a great point because Escape, for my listeners who are unfamiliar, the Escape Collection is a package and it limits you to 20 people total, including the couple. So with Wishes, the number is unlimited. You just have to have at least 20 people. And so the catered event experience is a great option because it costs less, but there's no restriction on how many guests you can have. Elizabeth, when you were choosing, how did you decide on which ceremony and reception venues you wanted? The ceremony, we went with 10 a.m. because it had a $100 per person fee versus the lunch, which is going to be $125 per person fee. And I kind of found a loophole when I was doing that. I chose the venue for California Grill. I contacted them in advance, and I found out that even though I was having a brunch ceremony, so to speak, being at 10 a.m., I found out I could get the Barstow lunch, which is a lunch buffet, because by the time we were eating, it'd be at 11. So I found out I wouldn't be restricted to breakfast foods. That's why I went ahead and had the ceremony at 10 a.m. 
That's great. And yeah, California Grill is a little bit restrictive because unlike every other place you can get married at Walt Disney World, they have set menus. And that's great that you found that out because if you were getting married pretty much any place else on property, you can have any kind of food you want at brunch. It doesn't have to be just breakfast foods. It could be steak if you want or a carving station. But California Grill is so restrictive usually with their menus that that is a great tip that they still let you use a more lunchy menu instead of the brunch menu. Right. So then what day of the week did you have your wedding on? We had our wedding on a Tuesday. And how did you find that with your guests? Did anybody complain about that or was it actually easier for them because prices for airfare would be cheaper? It was during a President's Day weekend, which unfortunately made the prices of the rooms go up a little more. But with there being so many children in my family, we were able to actually have Um, more time to spend. They could take vacation days. They didn't have to take out of school as much. So it actually worked out a little better. Oh, that's great. How many guests made the trip? What we did is we invited 70, but we told Disney we only had 60 coming because we knew there'd probably be a few that would not make it there. And I asked Disney, I was like, if I have more to show up, can I add a couple days before? And she said, yes, you can add, but you can't drop. So that's one of the things I did. I figured, well, if I invite 70, if 10 don't show up, you know, I'll just pay for 60. And if a couple more you do show up, I can just add to it versus losing money. That's also a good point. How many people showed up? We had 59. Okay, so you invited 70, you had 59. And this is a great thing that Elizabeth brings up because Disney requires a guest count cut off from you five days before the wedding for the food and beverage. And like Elizabeth is saying, if you tell them, oh, we're going to have 70 people in five days, and then two days before the ceremony, suddenly, you know, one whole branch of your family drops out, you're on the hook for that. But it's not that difficult for them to add. I mean, unless you had like, I don't know, 25 extra people showing up and suddenly you needed a larger venue. In general, if a few more people show up, then you told them that's fine. So great point. (laughs) Now, how did you spend the enhancement minimum? Because one of the features of the catered event is that you only have to spend $3,000 on the enhancement minimum instead of the five, eight, or $10,000 minimums regularly associated with wishes. That was probably the trickiest part, um, or one of the trickiest parts was the enhancement minimum. Because when we initially started, we were planning on doing a park shoot. And so we we picked out to do all four parks. Then we figured when we got down towards the end and we were meeting the enhancement minimums, we didn't realize that that photography didn't count towards the enhancement minimum and that everything for the enhancement minimum had to be done that day. So we ended up adding Mickey and Minnie, and then we added a violinist and transportation. Now, when you get the, for the violinist for the ceremony, I believe it was right around $600. But what we found out for enhancement is we added them for our reception. And it was about 390 extra, so it totaled about 990 for the violinist, and there were no taxes. So everything we did for enhancement minimum was no taxes. So we ended up with Mickey Minnie, a violinist, and transportation. I think it came right at $3,068. So we were right there at the enhancement minimum. Um, that's always spent for enhancement minimum, but that's what we chose to do. That's interesting. And those are all great bangs for your buck in terms of guest experience, because those are all things that your guests are going to enjoy being transported, not having to get to the ceremony or the reception on their own. And then, of course, the entertainment. Did you not have any floral at all besides your bouquet? We didn't. I actually did no floral with Disney. They quoted me a price and I wasn't too happy with it. So I ended up, and that's one thing I do suggest to all brides is 
don't be set on your floor with Disney just because our quote for just my bouquet and a few extra things was $1,600. I went to an outside source, and we actually made some of our things. I ended up making our main centerpiece at our, our wedding, and that is one thing I do suggest is don't spend so much money on decorating the wedding pavilion, unless that's your ultimate goal is to have a beautiful wedding pavilion. I mean, it's beautiful within itself, and not many people remember any decorations being in the wedding pavilion itself because it goes by so fast. So use your money on things like I, Minnie and Mickey were a blast. Everybody loved them. People talking about my wedding now think about the violinist Mickey and Minnie more than they would any decorations that we had. Exactly. And this is also a good point to bring up because if you are getting married at the wedding pavilion or any place outdoors, the only floral and decor that you are allowed to bring yourself is personal floral. So like your bouquets, your boutonnieres, you can usually bring toss petals, but things like altar arrangements and large decor that can be seen by other guests, they restrict you from bringing. So tell me a bit about that, Elizabeth. You were able to bring an altar arrangement? I actually made my unity candle. I see. It was a unity candle where I actually found a fireplace insert that had Mickey Mouse on it. And then I made my candles and set it up that way. And it took up the whole altar space without me having to purchase something through Disney and I reuse it. It's in my fireplace now. That is awesome. That is a great idea. And then California Grill has such a wonderful Mary Blair mid-century modern theme going on. It really doesn't need any decor. That's why we chose it. We were looking at there and another place called Ariel's for our reception because if we looked at choosing a ballroom, but when we looked at ballrooms, we we're looking at how much we're going to have to decorate. Are we going to have to buy linens or pay for these extra things to enhance the room? And with California Grill, it came with linens there. It had beautiful scenery. You could even see some of the fireworks on the castle, which was really neat when they have show times. Um, so it was a beautiful view. So we didn't use any decorations there either. That's great. So for people who might be planning this and wondering, all right, if Mini Wishes saves me money, how much am I going to be spending overall? Can you talk about what your total wedding cost ended up being? The total we spent with Disney was 20000 It was $20,969 to be exact. The day of the wedding, I paid for outside videography and photography, and that was because I wanted cinematography. And I negotiated with the um, photographer on that. I think that was right around 4000 But I had them for before the wedding shoots. I had them during the wedding. I had them for a dessert party. And that 20000 includes a dessert party as well. And it's a four-park shoot. Wow. You can pick and choose what you want to do. But as far as uh, the wedding, dessert party, and um, everything else, it was 20000 with um, Disney. That is a great value for almost 60 people. Really, it sounds like the bulk of the expense for your actual wedding was the food and beverage. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So can you tell me a bit about the dessert party? The dessert party we had, we had it at Italy Azola. I wanted a larger area. We looked at a few different areas at Epcot, and one of the most important things to me with Epcot having a dessert party there is I knew I was going to have a photographer, and I did not want to have any flags in the way of my pictures. So my husband, well, my now husband and I went around around Epcot, looked at all the locations, and we looked to see if there were any flags that were blocking the Epcot ball, and we found Eliazola to be an awesome place because there's nothing really in the way of the pictures. We even took a look at some of the pictures they had. Now, our dessert party, if you want to know, I can let you know the price of that as well if you are interested. Sure. Eliazola, we had the 60 guests there. They 
we ended up just doing one dessert station. They give you options to add on all these different things, but the amount of time you spend there, you don't have enough to really eat a full buffet. So we did the liquid nitrogen station, which was really cool because it has like a smoking effect and everybody took pictures of it, loved it. The kids thought it was a blast. Um, that was about 25 per person for 60 guests. And then they just charge you a service charge. And then to rent Iliazola was only $250, but it's a huge area if you get a chance to take a look at it. And then you pay the viewing fee of $10 per person. By the time it was said and done, the total cost of our dessert party was right around $2,900. Wow. Again, that's great for almost 60 people. Mm -hmm. And you make a good point about this. That's some advice that I like to give is when you're doing a dessert party, they will tempt you with all these myriad possibilities of desserts. But as you say, the point of the dessert party is to watch the fireworks. And that takes up at least half of the time that you're there. And you really only need one good and in this case, impressive dessert. For my listeners who are unfamiliar, the liquid nitrogen spheres are a, like a candy shell, usually chocolate, or I think they might have a caramel one. And inside is more candy, like marshmallows or graham cracker pieces. And then they put it in liquid nitrogen so that it's smoking and it has this big effect. And then there's like caramel syrup that comes out of it. it I guess it depends on what flavor you pick. But it's really impressive. It's plenty to eat for dessert. It's so sweet. And it's a great way to keep your costs down. It also comes with um, coffee, water, and juice. So that's why we also went with that. So we didn't have to get any drinks separately. Now, a lot of people ask me about alcohol. Germany, I believe, or one of the countries was right across the street, so everybody kind of ventured over there to get their own alcohol. So we did avoid alcohol fees with that as well. Another great tip because, yeah, anytime you do any kind of event inside Epcot, they include the coffee, tea, and water for free. So if people can just go over to, like, the pub in the U.K. because your location is right there or for your guests, Germany, it's a great way to, again, keep the cost down. And how much are people really going to want to drink during an event that's only an hour? Yeah. So it sounds like you took full advantage of all the possibilities for a discount with the Wishes Catered Event experience and yet still had a well-rounded, beautiful wedding. Did you ever feel restricted by the requirements of the Catered Event experience? I didn't. I didn't feel restricted. I, I can't say I did. That's great to know because really it is just a discount that you get if you meet certain requirements. You still get the personalized attention of wishes. You get a planning session. You can set up a room block and get discounts. So this is a great way to do a wishes event for less. Can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? Our day, pretty much we got up at 5 o'clock to start working on makeup. They picked us up and also our, our videographer got there around 6 o'clock in the morning to start taking videos of, and photos of us getting ready. They picked up the guys around 8 o'clock to go get photos over by the Grand Floridian. They came back and picked us up around 8.30. Then we took pictures. One of the things I didn't expect is when you go over to the wedding pavilion, they put you in the bride, is it the vestibule? I can't remember what they call that area. Right. But they put you there. Well, then they take all the bridesmaids out, and so you're sitting there all by yourself. So you're watching everything. You get to hear everything. It's pretty neat. And then you have your wedding. I take pictures. Then we went over to the California Grill. We had a little bit of time to rest before the dessert party, so that was pretty nice. The only regret I have about that day is I wish I wouldn't have switched resorts, and I wish I would not have scheduled my park shoot for the next morning because by the time you get up first thing, the morning of your wedding to get ready, and then you have a dessert party that keeps late, and then we switched hotels. We didn't get much sleep at all. 
Yeah, that's a that's a real double whammy because <laughs> <laughs> getting up early and checking in and out. Oh. Yeah. You've talked a little bit about how you saved money on floral and decor. Were there aspects of your wedding where you splurged, like maybe the food? I splurged on my cake. That was the only thing I splurged on was the cake. And it's an amazing cake. I can't remember what that design is called, but it has the multiple. T- is that the bridge to happiness? or It's, it's called the Grand Royale cake. Ah. It has the piping and it's like a three-tier cake. That was the one thing we, since we were not spending any money on decorations, we wanted people to be like, oh my gosh, this cake looks awesome. Our whole goal with our wedding was to make it look like we spent seventy to to $100,000, and that's what people thought, but we really didn't even come close. So that's kind of with the cake. We had like the castle on top. We had the different tiers, and they put lights in it too, which was kind of cool, but... We did spend more on the cake, but that we reason we did that was to help us with our food and beverage minimums, which was really interesting because California Grill you have to spend four thousand with them, and then with many wishes we had to spend a hundred per person. So we didn't want to buy a whole bunch of extra food and go crazy with that. So we ended up spending the extra. I think our barstow menu was right around seventy three dollars. And I think we spent an extra six to add potatoes, and then the rest of it we spent on the cake. That way, it I think we ended up $102 per person. We tried to max out everything we could. That's great. That's a great way to stay within the budget. And you mentioned that you really enjoyed the food. How did that work without, since you can't do a menu tasting at California Grill and you were on a budget, did you like the menu that you chose? It was amazing. It's one of those things that... Everybody absolutely loved the food. It had steak, it had chicken, it had shrimp. California Grill was an awesome option. One of my friends was vegan, and she told the um, chef, she said, do you have anything that's vegan? And he quickly prepared her something completely different off the menu. Wow. So it's fantastic. Everybody loved the food. That was probably the highlight of the whole reception was food, Mickey and Minnie, and the violinist, and the cake. Did you have music playing like on an iPod or anything like that? Or just the violinist stayed the whole time so you didn't need anything else? We paid extra for the violinist because when I I was going to get an iPod and that was my initial mindset. But by the time I looked at how much it was to rent the iPod and the setup fee and the taxes and everything else, it was actually going to cost me almost double to do the iPod than what it was for to pay extra for the violinist. So that's why with our enhancements, we stuck with everything that was non-taxed. And then it was easier for me because I didn't have to worry about putting songs on the iPod. Right. Somebody else kind of took care of it. And it was pretty neat. She did a lot of different Disney songs, and she walked around, and everybody really seemed to enjoy it. That's wonderful. And listeners, if you are wondering what things you can add to your event that are not taxed, there's actually a chart in Chapter 3 of Passporters, Disney Weddings, and Honeymoons that shows what things get taxed, what have service charge, what has tax on the service charge. But generally, entertainment, unless it's audiovisual, which actually Elizabeth found out because sometimes there is tax and service charge on that, entertainment does not get a service charge. So that's a great way to invest your money and save a little. So, Elizabeth, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Obviously, when you see your husband for the first time, I have to give that credit. (laughs) Um, But really and truly, I don't know if I was more excited to see Mickey and Minnie than I was him. I hate to say that. But (laughs) (laughs) I didn't plan on spending the money for Mickey and Minnie. But I think that's one thing I'm really glad I did. Because the kids, adults, it was amazing to me to see how many adults were hugging Mickey and Minnie. 
that was probably the highlight. And then for the ceremony reception part and then the dessert party, I'd have to say the liquid nitrogen bar was pretty awesome. That's great. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? The only thing I can think of that went wrong was the night before I decided to steam my dress. I didn't realize that Disney actually has a service where they can steam your dress for you if you tell them in advance and it's not as not that bad at cost wise. I've heard about that. And also the day of all of my girls were steaming their dresses. I steamed mine the night before and they steamed theirs in the room. And that's just one of those preparation things. I just would really suggest brides to have your dress steamed before the night before and have the girls steam them outside because that steam will cause your hair to go down. And I do regret not taking up because I stayed at Contemporary. They have ballrooms that they'll actually open up for you to get ready in. And that's one thing I do regret because we were getting ready in one of their, their rooms and it was very tiny. Interesting. How many bridesmaids did you have? I think six. Okay, yeah. That's a lot to get into a, a room. <laughs> Stick than a flower girl. <laughs> but that is a really great point because when you have a wishes event, Disney will send you a list of outside vendors who help you with things like tuxedos. And two of them, I think they're Loftus Productions and Carolyn Allens, who I've actually interviewed on this show, will provide a service where they will steam your gown for you the day of the wedding while you're getting ready. And they will also do your bridesmaids' dresses for – it's a lot cheaper for the bridesmaids' dresses, yeah. I've noticed. Uh, so that's something definitely to look up. And again, I do have a show. I have an interview with Carolyn Allens about the steaming service and the tax delivery service. So, And so now, Elizabeth, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or maybe you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? To be honest, I wasn't too worried because I figured if anything was going to mess up, Disney does this on a daily basis. They'll probably fix it before I even know. I didn't stress out as much as I thought I would. I think the only thing that really was just the dress and being ready. Right. Got it. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? So some of the things that I would advise, and like I've said before to different brides and grooms that are taking on the challenge of a Disney wedding, I would consider getting your photos and videos through Disney. We had our photography done with an outside source and they did a fantastic job for the wedding, the day of the wedding. But they aren't as familiar with Disney as some of your Disney photographers or those who deal with Disney every day. So that's one thing to maybe take and take the advantage and spend a little bit extra money to have them take your photos. Make sure you do video. The best part of my wedding day that I have now is my video. I think that's one thing I'm really glad I did take the opportunity to do because photos are great, but the video is just, it's amazing to have that. Do at least one park shoot. Um, I did all four parks. And we're planning on actually going again for our first year anniversary and doing another set. But at least do one park shoot. The memories and portraits are amazing. Get in a room close to the reception. We stayed at Contemporary. Our reception was at California Grill. It was amazing. You're wearing a big white wedding dress and you got to go to the bathroom. It's really convenient to take the elevator and go downstairs. Stay in the same place the night of the wedding. And if you're doing a dessert party, just making sure that you don't have your portrait session the next morning at the park and not spending a lot on decorations at the pavilion because that's one thing I promise you nobody's going to remember the decorations they're going to remember what you look like your cake and some of the features of the wedding but they're not going to remember if your chairs had bows on them or if you had confetti on the tables or little twinkly lights they're just going to remember you and how your day went and all the extra enhancements that you have such as Mickey and Minnie or violins or 
liquid nitrogen or a dessert party. That's great advice. Yeah. Who were your vendors for photography and videography? I went with Eleven Four Productions. They're a group out of they're out of Michigan, but they're in Florida for half the year. He actually produced Festival of the Lion King in Disney. So fortunately, he was really familiar with Disney. So I was really lucky there. But he does cinematography. And I've seen a lot of different videos and photography. And he did high-definition photos. And that was something we really wanted. And we wanted good quality videos. And we did a lot of research on them. And so we were really happy with what they did. And the cost was fairly low for them. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? On uh, the Disney Brides Diary um, section. But I also have, on Facebook, I have lots of photos. If I can find some way to post them, I'd be more than happy to post photos or videos or help any way I can with any future brides. That's great. Well, I'll put some photos in the post for this show on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Okay. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in doing a Wishes catered event experience, especially if they want to stick to those minimums and still have a beautiful day. So I appreciate your taking the time. Anytime. Thank you for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>